Welcome to Your Ink Story, a podcast exploring what humans have in common through the stories behind the body art folks wear. I'm your host, Andy Lyons, and I hope these ink-spirational short stories sharing the heart behind tattoos fascinate you and leave you feeling more meaningfully connected to humanity. This is Season 1, Episode 2, and our Ink Story guest is Rob Galvin, a marine construction pro whose dad took him to a famous New Jersey tattoo parlor for his very first tattoo at the age of 16. From teen tat decisions to honoring his beautiful family and meaningful life adventures, Rob shares the best ink stories and the inspiration behind the body art he wears. Welcome to your ink story, Rob. I am so delighted you're here to share your ink stories. You have so many phenomenal ink stories to share. Thank you for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. I very much appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about them. Oh my gosh. And listeners, we were chatting a little before I hit record. And I have to tell you, the stories that you're going to hear right now are amazing. And Rob is covered with ink. So delicious. He's going to take us through everything. But Rob, I always like to know what originally inspired you to get a tattoo? And where does that begin? What is that origin story? I've, I've always wanted a tattoo. Like everybody, all the adults in my life always had uh, a lot of Sailor Jerry tattoos. My father had a lot of tattoos when I was growing up. I was 15 dying to get a tattoo at that point, you know, and 16 is the minimum age as long as you have your parental consent in New Jersey. And my, uh, my father actually brought me to get my first tattoo when I turned 16 on my 16th birthday or he signed off on a paperwork and uh, it was in my DNA to get a tattoo. Like everybody I love it. is tattooed. I'm thinking a family that tats together stays together. I love that. And what was the first tattoo that you got? What was the image? Um, Actually, it was, uh, I was a little dramatic at the time. I was, I had just broken up with a girlfriend and uh, I, I ended up getting a, a black heart with, that was, um, it, had, it was on fire. It's actually, it's really, really faded now. It's probably it's 25, almost 30 years ago, I guess. But that's been with a, a very small little bit of tribal surrounding it. But uh, that was that was the gist of it. I was just in a, a dramatic state of mind for my 16th birthday. <laughs> I love that broken heart. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Those teenage years. Oh. Ah, yeah. and so it was a cool then, design. It, I bet it was. And, and hopefully we'll get a picture, even though it's faded. But um, <laughs> how did. So I love that your dad took you so he knew of a good tattoo artist and a good place yeah. for you to go. He wasn't around a whole lot during my childhood. So when he, he showed up for this, he, he tried to really do a good job with it, I suppose. He took me to the what I understood to be the best tattoo parlor in the area at the time. It was a place called Shotzi's in uh, Wayne, New Jersey. Um, I didn't know much about it being a 16-year-old. You know, I, would, I probably would have gone anywhere that would have had me at that point. You know what I mean? I just really wanted to get some ink. But um, he, had, he had told me that this place was, like, renowned for being a, a good place to get tattoo they're very good artists and uh, they do good work and the tattoo really did hold up very very well in the past 25 years so i guess he uh he was he was definitely on point with that and was it scary to have the ink that have the needle the first time did you look away or were you you know in it and watching the tattoo artist at work no I'm, i'm i'm actually kind of a watcher like i don't know why like i wish i could almost uh look away and just kind of tune out like i can't even mess around on my phone now when i get a tattoo like i 
kind of always watching what they're doing. I, I don't know why. I just like the, I like observing it. You know what I mean? I like watching it come together. Not like a supervisory thing. Like I'm watching what they're doing, but like, I love yeah. to watch the picture come together. Cause like, sure. especially if you take, once they do the, the line work to start off and you see what it's going to look like and you get excited and then, you know, you see the shading start to come together. It's an awesome process to uh, observe. And listeners, be sure to add in the comments. Are you a watcher or are you the one who looks away out the window? Sometimes I wish I could. I wish I could just like read a book or something and tune out and just like enjoy it. But no, I, I'm like, I'm so I'm in tune. I just I love seeing it. Oh, I would be too. I would love to see how it all unfolds. And, you know, that kind of talent, right? Yeah. To have that, the brain working with a needle to create that art on your body. And I, I just love how you watch it all unfold. So you had your first tattoo when you were 16. Then when did you start getting more and, and why? You know how they, they say your first one's addictive? I became addicted very, very quickly. Not to the point where like you see some people that are covered like head to toe, like, but I was like, I would get a tattoo of anything for any reason. It was, I was a spur of the moment walk-in type of um, guy. You know what I mean? Like I could just, there were times where I would just be in a strange town, had nothing to do. And I had a couple of bucks in my pocket, some hours to kill. Let me go get a tattoo. You know, I'm just in the mood today, you know. What would inspire you for the image? Sometimes it would be just a song. Sometimes I would just, it would just be a mood I'm in, or maybe it would be a picture I would see. It was for when I was a teenager, it was a lot of spur of the moment tattoos and very, very few that I actually regret. You know how, like they say, you're going to get older and you're going to, oh, you're going to wish you didn't get that. There are very few tattoos that I actually regret uh, getting. I, some I've covered up because, you know, they were, you know, just not good tattoos. Or, right. you know, because like when you're a walk-in, sometimes you go to a you go to a tattoo parlor and they're not very good. You know what I mean? And right. I've had some very bad tattoos that I've had to get covered up. But almost all of them have, there's been a reason for me to get that tattoo. Whatever the mood was at that moment, you know. And, uh, very sporadic in that sense. Back then, it was just, I just yeah. loved getting a tattoo. Now, when we were chatting before we hit the record button, you were sharing your time in a bottle tattoo. Would you talk a little yeah. bit about that? That one I thought about a little bit. I was definitely, definitely thinking about that one for a while. I was actually doing a job in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, I, I wasn't going to get a tattoo. I didn't go down there. I was just doing, I work in construction all along the East Coast. There happened to be a tattoo parlor about a mile away from where my job site was. So I would, I was like, oh, one day this week, I'm just going to go there early and get a tattoo. So I went and spoke to um, one of the artists there. And uh, I told her that I was interested in getting this time in a bottle tattoo. And because of the Jim Croce song, obviously. And uh, I wanted the uh, the sand to, to come out of in the bottle, almost like an hourglass, like, you know, you're losing time, time in a bottle. Right. And it, it formulates at the bottom of the bottle into a skull, like, you know, a memento mori type of uh, That's right. uh, thing, you know, like, remember, you're going to die one day, especially because of the, the basis of the Jim Croce song and how it's such right. a family oriented thing. And the way that I travel, and I'm away from my family all the time. It's time is it matters. Every second matters when I'm home. Even like right now, while we're doing this, I'm actually spending time with my kid. He's in there getting a haircut right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm very, very family oriented. So that tattoo meant a whole lot to me when I got it done. Talk about some more of your tattoos, because what other tattoos can you chat about that well, have specific meaning to you? Well, now I've got, I've got a whole bunch that that's for sure. Like I've gotten to a point where I, uh, I, I have a lot of meaning behind it. It's cliche, but like people say, it's, you know, my body, my story, my journal is my tattoos. Right. And I don't get tattoos for, to show off or to, 
for other people's enjoyment. I really get them as like reminders for myself. Prime example. And this one gets a lot of questions. I have numbers on my arm right here. I'll show you. And uh, I'm always getting asked, what do those numbers mean? What are those numbers? And I'm a very forgetful person. So I got these numbers tattooed on my arm. And that's my anniversary of the day I met my wife. That's the day my son was born right there, 11-24. is the day my daughter was born. And uh, I'm sorry, no, that's my wedding anniversary. Jesus, oh, she's going to kill me. That's my wedding anniversary. And then 528 is the day my daughter was born. So I've got like a little calendar on my arm. You know, it, it's like a good that. thing. It's not so much that I forget, but it's it's a nice to. Are you kidding? Uh, Again, it's this unfolding yeah. of your lived experience. That's what's yeah. so, to me, magical about body art and tattoos is that you get to see visually things that are so important to remind you of your gratitude, of the impermanence of life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's actually the only area of my body that I'm still very protective over as far as where I'll get ink now, because I have these little open spots under it in case we have another kid or something right. else happens that I want to memorialize the date, you know. What parts of your body have you put art on and why? Um, well, uh, I've got uh, two of my favorite pieces are on my chest, on um, both of, uh, you know, what both are sides they? of my chest. I have on one side, I have, I got it in pieces. So it's like weird to say like what it started as compared to what it is. But when my, when my, son was born i got my son's name right over like you know on my left side and then my daughter was born i got her name with his name and then it just compiled into that and i ended up getting a compass behind them and i got a silhouette of a man and a woman holding a baby each oh. holding a baby and it, it turned into this big thing that i gradually built up and i'm very very proud of the way it turned out and the tattoo artist that i'm currently going to is a saint because when i asked her to do the compass especially i was asking her to do a background piece to the you know to the names so she ended up having it was basically like a thousand small tattoos that she had to do to make this look the way it does it was she did a great job too she's really really a trooper yeah we really have to have her name so we can give a shout out to her art oh, her name is jen lee jennifer lee but um i have her instagram name we'll do a shout out we'll tag her on instagram and and yeah, have her and her studio listed in the show notes as well as on ig that'd be cool we need to acknowledge our the artists. I've asked her to do some really, really weird stuff too. And she's like, I have this back piece that she's, uh, I haven't been there in a while, but she's, it's completely hers. I, uh, I had a really ugly tattoo on the back of my, uh, by my traps up by the you know, okay. upper back. And um, I went to a tattoo parlor. It was a walk-in thing. I asked them to do this heart with a little like tribal wing thing or whatever. It was like a, they had a picture of it. It was like a, it was in a book. And I was like, yeah, that would look nice. I thought it would be small, just a little thing right there. And this guy just was, I was there an hour and a half and he's still going and you can't see what's going on right. on your back. You know, he just kept getting bigger and bigger. Cause he wasn't very good. Evidently he was like an apprentice or something. And it just turns this giant Rorschach. And um, so how long in the, um, did it take her to do your back? Well, that's to come thing. in like, and, and cover it up. Yeah, I know. I mean, I told, I showed her this giant Rorschach and she also did the same thing on my arm. I'll tell you about that in a second too. But it was just basically a giant Rorschach, a very ugly tattoo of a giant black blob is what it ended up being. So I, I asked her that if, how she could cover it up. And I just gave her literally a list of things that I would love to see on a back tattoo. I was like, I want you to do my whole back. You can do whatever you want to it to make this work. And I was like, this is going to be really weird, but you can, any way you can make this work would be great. And uh, she was like, okay. So I gave her a list of things. And um, I gave one thing that's on my back that she incorporated was a giant grim reaper. 
in the center. Mm-hmm. And then there's also um, the story of Atlas holding holding the globe on his back. That's in there somewhere. Um, there's a devil dancing with a girl on a 13th floor of an elevator. And there's a cliff. She incorporated all of these things. And then it gets as you get lower, it's just these are all things that have mattered to me in so, one way, shape or form. From a So the Grim theory. Reaper, Atlas, the 13th stair. What does that all mean? Oh, well, the, the the devil with the 13th, it's actually just from a song lyric that I absolutely loved when I was a teenager and I was like running around um, the city just being a complete degenerate, you know, and it was uh, <laughs> dancing with the devil on the 13th floor. I just always thought that sounded so cool. So that's that's on my tattoos now, you know, and Atlas, you know, you, as a father and a husband and, you know, you're, you're, you feel like you got the whole world on your shoulders sometimes, there's a lot of pressure and everything, but you can't fall. So that's important. The and the green Reaper, Reaper reminding you that the, of the impermanence of life. Yeah, right? I've, I've always been a little dramatic, so that you know the memento mori thing is you know again plays its role in my uh, you know at some point you know it's all going to be over. So yeah, but as it gets lower, it gets um, you know there's even more stuff. I uh, I just some funny stuff that I really enjoyed. Like I actually have a plague doctor sitting at a bar with. Bugs Bunny. This is going to sound weird, right? All right. You remember Bugs Bunny from Carrot Blanca? Yes. Talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah, Absolutely. I'm old enough to know. Sitting at the bar. It looks like he's really been through it. He's having a couple of drinks. I got him sitting at a bar with a plague doctor right next to him. And the plague doctor is holding a sign that says 2020 finisher because I got through 2020. You know, I mean, this is all in one tattoo. (laughs) So on the other side of that, I have uh, an image of Marissa Tomei from my cousin Vinny holding the camera and a little word bubble above it that says, yeah, you blend. You know what I mean? Like, cause Marissa tell was a huge thing for me when I was a child. It's like, Oh, are you yeah, kidding? Yeah, Phenomenal. So. Everybody from New Jersey and New York know, loves like Marissa Tomei. Prototype. Perfect. Perfect woman. You know what I mean? But, um, that's actually, so my wife is exactly like her too. So it definitely plays a role, but like <laughs> I gave her this list of things like, and I'd say, bad shit crazy list of images and like can you make this into one tattoo and she did it and she's still working on it right now we got to get all the line works done but she's working on the shading now what's your other weird one on your arm that you talked about that well that was another one that was actually a basement tattoo a friend of mine referred me to a guy who does tattoos for people independently in his home so you know cheap tattoos go you know the guy's good so i went to this man's home and uh i told him i wanted a shamrock uh you know just a giant four-leaf clover some irish you know pretty generic thing you know but uh i i that was back i guess i wasn't really watching the way he was doing it and the the way it turned out it just ended up being a big blob it was an awful tattoo so i showed this to jen and i was like i've had it on my arm for 10 years it i hate it can you please do something to help me you know cover it with anything that you can think of so she starts asking me questions about like my job what i do for a living what you know my life anything that she can work with so we come up with um, covering it with a giant, a kraken attacking a ship because I work on the water. I'm actually in marine construction. And that's that's actually what I ended up. And she did a great job. She actually covered up this giant black oh blob with another. The shade You would never be able to tell it was there, which is uh, unbelievable cover up. I was oh eternally my grateful gosh, for Rob. She really and, saved my arm. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you better send a picture of that as well. And yeah, listeners, no, no, if you can resonate with what Rob has gone through, right, with having that 
that blob, what he thought was going to be a nice piece of art, turned into a blob. And and if you've had to have someone cover it up, or if you're thinking about that, I need some advice. You know, be sure to hit us up in the comments and let us know. And and remember, you can always leave a voicemail as well uh, by going to yourinkstory.com and clicking on the mic there because we want to hear your stories and what happened. Oh my gosh, this is phenomenal. So when you think about your your body art. How has wearing this art enhanced your life? I feel like it's almost therapeutic just to go, just to get a tattoo. I'm a writer. I like writing things down, but it's nice to have a picture to look at that's always yeah. with me. Like I, I have all these other, like I, this one on my arm of a tugboat, the first tugboat I ever worked on, it sunk at one point and they, they raised it up and uh, it was, it, it meant a lot to me because it was actually the first boat I was ever on. And, and, and the fact that they raised it up, it was, it was dead and gone and they raised it up and now it's back to work again. So I've got this tugboat tattooed in my arm with a ribbon that says rise again, like the uh, Stan Rogers song from the Mary Ellen Carter. And uh, I look at that because it's like, you know, no matter how many times you fall, you can still get up. You know, the lyrics to the Mary Ellen Carter are all about that, you know. Right. You and going. you could take a little bit more. And, and some days you can just point to that photo and turn to your son and say, son, <laughs> here's some wisdom. I mean, he's, he's, he's uh, 15 right now and he's waiting for his first tattoo in November when he turns 16. Aww. I told him he could pick out, he has to think of something that really, really makes sense that he really likes. He has to put a lot of thought to it. And if he doesn't have anything that sounds good, makes sense. I said, if he can't come up with anything like that, then he can get any Sailor Jerry because they always look great. They'll look good forever. <laughs> So <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh, Rob. Yeah, I get I have to tell you, your ink stories are so wonderful. And you know, I'm so Thanks. grateful to know about Jennifer Lee. We're gonna be tagging her up. And I just want to thank you so much and, and a shout out to our friend Amy Ferris for connecting us I together. Love Amy Ferris. Thank you so much, Amy. Yay. <laughs> because this is so special. You have so many wonderful themes, heartfelt and delicious themes for throughout all the art on your body. And it really is about the lived experience that you've had and you've put it visually on your body. I think that is so powerful and so meaningful. And I know that it's going to ex- inspire. That's my new favorite word, <laughs> inspire <laughs> nice. folks. And And thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your beautiful ink stories with us. As I said, I'm grateful for your inspirational insights, you know, about the art of tattoos and the heart of tattoos. I feel all of your stories have helped us connect more deeply with each other. You know, we've had conversations about relationships, family, life experiences, the impermanence of life. Everything's been bundled up in your beautiful art. And of course, you know, the Jim Croce time in a bottle. I will never, ever forget this conversation, Rob. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing your ink story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I very much appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Ink Story. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you are tuning in. And if this episode inspired you, please share it so we can all feel more connected through our common humanity and lived experiences. If you or someone you know would like to share a meaningful ink story on the podcast, please send me an email, andy at yourinkstory.com, along with a brief description. Feel free to share your thoughts about this episode via a voicemail message by visiting yourinkstory.com. And when you get to the website, just tap the podcast mic icon located in the lower right-hand corner of the screen and leave your message. 
Until next time, I'm wishing you a delicious day everywhere you glow. Cheers.